And it's week three of January, folks. We're just moving right along. Chugging, chugging, chugging. Chug, chug, chug. And it's uh, a new binge-worthy episode of Loot Time for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, the last two weeks, you got to listen to us hear about Black Mirror and, the, and Simpsons. the Simpsons. So make sure if you didn't hear about those two and you like those uh, TV shows, make sure to go back and, you know, binge-watch. A few of the our episodes. Yes. So um, the reason why we keep saying binge because that's because it's a fun word. Yeah. And it's binge. Uh, binge, and it's also the uh, loot crate theme for the month of January. Um, so if you guys don't know what loot crate is, it's a monthly subscription box where they uh, send mail or mail you fun through your uh, to your door. Mm-hmm. In a fun. little black box. In a little black box. Big black box. Yeah, so Depending women have little black books, men have little black boxes. Yeah. I guess women can have little black boxes, too. They can. Yeah, they can. They can. And it's uh, figures, shirts, uh, home goods. Pins. Pins. And... Lots of fun stuff. So if you don't already have it, make sure to get it, and we'll tell you about it at the end of the episode. Um, but this episode, we're going to be talking about the man without fear. Yes. The dare a devil. Yes. Crazy psycho guy. Matt Murdock, Matt that crazy Murdoch. devil. <gasps> you just told everyone his secret identity. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Now oh, they're going to go God. get him. He's going to die. Yeah, probably. And all his friends. Unbelievable, Kevin. What have I it. done? All right. So before we uh, talk about Mr. Daredevil, or, you know, Matt Murdock, as you like to call him, um, <laughs> well, we're going to answer a question about binging. Ooh. So you are moving from a small town to the big city. What TV show do you think you should binge to prepare yourself for the culture shock? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Shameless. Yeah. I think uh, you should watch Shameless. So where are you moving from? Um, small towns of the big city. Yeah. Um, you mean like in the city, like hopefully in a good area of the city, or like what? No, where are you moving from? You're moving from a small town. Oh, uh, let's say uh, Northfield. Northfield. You're Northfield, and you're moving to uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah, because that's where Shameless is from. Yeah, Northfield, Minnesota. And you think Chicago. Shameless is going to get you ready for that uh, big city bump? It might. Yeah. At least the areas where you should stay clear from. Yeah. Depending on what type of person you are, um, and sketchy people, because. Um, you know, not everyone is, is sketchy. There are very good parts of Chicago. Yes. Um, unlike every city has a bad side. Uh, I think it's their south side. Yeah, it's usually that or the other side of the train tracks. Yeah. Now, the problem is uh, there's a lot of train tracks in there's Chicago, so I don't know which side is the right and which side's the wrong. Right. But does Shameless pretty much take place in the bad part of Chicago? Um, I can't remember. I've looked it up on the Wikipedia page. There's a certain neighborhood in Chicago that they filmed at. Um, and then they moved, I think in the fourth or fifth season to another neighborhood. Um, but there, I can't, it's not the blue line, but it's one of the lines 
that literally runs right through the neighborhood. Like, the house could be, like, right next. Oh, the red line? Yeah, the red line where it's, like, at, like, second story yep. level. Yeah, the red line stays pretty And there's, pretty like, up. cars parked underneath. There's tires. There's couches that people hang out smoking cigarettes. <laughs> people are just having sex left and right. And Jeez. Well, where, where is this Chicago? I mean, right, I've been yeah. to Chicago. I don't know, I don't know if, if that area of Chicago is like that, but... You know, again, you don't want to get a false image of, of a city, but... Uh, but it's good. I mean, you watch the show, and you can understand what Chicago can give you. Right. Now, what, yeah. we, now since we've been talking about binge-worthy shows, is Shameless one of the shows that would be binge-worthy? Um, or would you end up shooting yourself in the head because... <laughs> I've, I've found myself watching a few episodes where I'm like, okay, now I've got to find out what next, what happens next is... Uh, there's a lot of stupid situation. It's kind of like, it's it's a it's a drama yep. with like with a lot of humor, adult humor. I mean, it's everyday, well, not everyday, but everyone runs into like relationship problems or you know bill problems or school problems. And, but do you get a lot of feel of Chicago, like locations and I and, think so and culture. At least I think the culture of Chicago enough. Okay, we're like. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they do what they say, they say what they do. You know, there's not a lot of people that, you know, just like here in Minnesota where you're passive aggressive. Okay. A lot of people, you know, at least in Shameless are, are straightforward um, and they're not afraid to act. Gotcha. Um, but I feel like if you've got the mentality, you could binge watch Shameless. For me, I think after the sixth season... It kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. But it's that whole family It's kind of amazing dynamic. that's one of those shows that's been going on for quite some time. Right. Like, I've heard about it, like, way back when, and I never got into it. Mm-hmm. But then when I heard, when I, I watch Showtime, so I always see trailers for it, I'm like, holy crap, that show's still There's rocking so and rolling. There's so much random shit that happens. Like, their father is just... Nuts. He's a real piece. Yeah, yeah, he's nuts. He uses the family for money. He's, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's people that have ran into that problem before, you know. Sounds about right. Yeah. So for me, I'm moving from a little town of Racine, Wisconsin, and I'm moving to the Big Apple, New York City. Ooh. And so I know it was very futuristic, Mm -hmm. but I would definitely binge watch Futurama. Yeah. Because they've taken the best parts of New York City... And they've just kind of... And kind of made it futuristic. So you watch Futurama, you get the pizza, you get the baseball, you get the back alley uh, dealers, you know, with the watches or yeah, body parts. With the, or, the open coats. The open the... coats. Um, you get the, get the sketchy parts of the neighborhood. You get the fat cats from Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And obviously Futurama takes place as a delivery company. So you're, they're delivering stuff all over New York, all over the galaxy. Obviously, the galaxy doesn't wouldn't necessarily, but you learn a lot about New York culture from this. The different personalities. Yep. And, and so, like, they go to Madison Square Gardens, which is Madison Cube Gardens. <laughs> um, they go see Blurns Ball at, like, Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's kind of cool, I mean... One of the other funny uh, things is uh, Zoidberg goes to a vendor and he's like, do you have any, like, bug something? And they're like, no, we don't have that. And he's like, well, what about this? And they're like, we don't have that. He's like, well, give me the thing that's most covered in parasites. <laughs> and the dude gives him a hot dog and he eats it. So I, I myself had my very first ever New York City streetcar hot dog. Yeah. 
I mean, it was decent. It was good. It must be those parasites. They add they a lot of flavor. flavor to it. Um, obviously, Futurama has a lot of like Central Park type stuff, robberies. Mm-hmm. You know, they really kind of show you what it is like to be in New York with the added bonus of being from the year 3000. So I think it, I think when I went to New York, mm-hmm. it really kind of gave me a little feeling of what to look for and what to see and stuff like that. So yeah. I recommend if you've never been in New York or moving to New York, watch Futurama. It it'll it'll uh, go very well for you. There you go. So we're going to talk about another binge-worthy show, and we chose this episode, uh, franchise because... Well, I asked Kev what he likes to binge watch. And I've mentioned it And a he lot. mentioned Daredevil a lot. Again. I feel like he just watches this show nonstop <laughs> over and over and over again. I very again. well could. And, and so I feel like we need to get all this stuff off of his chest. And then I'll shut up about it. Yeah, so that way in future episodes we're no longer talking you about Daredevil. You reference Daredevil Yeah, at right. All. Okay, well before we uh, let Kev loose on the microphone, I'll tell everyone who Daredevil is. Um, it's a show detailing the Marvel Universe. Um, Daredevil follows Matt Murdock, attorney by day and vigilante by night. Blinded in an accident as a child, Murdock uses his heightened senses as Daredevil to fight crime on the streets in New York after the sun goes down. And most recently he's been doing it more daytime too, so mm-hmm. I guess he's not solely a nighttime guy. Uh, while Murdoch's day job requires him to believe in the criminal justice system, his alter ego does not follow the suit, leading him to take the law into his own hands to protect his Hell's Kitchen neighborhood and the surrounding communities. So, obviously Daredevil was a uh, comic book first. Yes. And then, and then adapted into... Adapted into TVs, movies. Uh, what do you like most about Daredevil in general? He's he's grounded. Is this, is this his handicap? Yeah, it's <laughs> he cannot see. Uh, no, but it's it's one of the things that Stanley pointed out where, where uh, you know, you've got Marvel characters that anyone could relate to. Like, yep, anyone could be a superhero. Yes, um, and, I mean, deaf, um, blind, young, young like Peter Parker. Yep, and obviously Daredevil was injured as a child. Right. Um, now, there I think there's some parts where his blindness was radioactive material, and other ones and where like it was just senses yep, and, and heightened his senses, or other times it was just a tragic blinding, mm-hmm. and well, he had to, he had to learn how to use his other senses. Went through training. Went and... through training and stuff. And I mean, obviously, the whole oh my god, I got chemicals in my eyes, and I'm gonna be a superhero, superhero. now. I mean, I think that was actually the Ben Affleck movie one, wasn't it? Yeah, where it was like a chemical that got in his eyes that blinded. I think any chemical would blind your eyes, right? I mean, and then it had what's his face as Bullseye, um, Colin, Colin uh, Farrell, Farrell, yeah, yeah, which yeah. he did a good job. He was decent, yeah. It was it was a different movie. So another show that takes place in New York. Yes. Seems like all superheroes are from New York. I don't know many. Let's run into them. I think, I think when they have just... a fictional city, I mean, you got Metropolis, you got Gotham, mm-hmm. and then you got New York. And it and seems it's like just it's New just York. seems like New York being a real city, mm-hmm. that's where all the superheroes have to be. You never hear any superheroes out of L.A., no. out of Minneapolis, out of Orlando, Florida, any bigger cities. You never see. It's all New York. All New York. I mean, that's obviously where all the trouble happens. Right. So, well, there's a lot of trouble in New York. And it seems <laughs> like uh, in Daredevil and the Marvel 
universe mm-hmm. is everyone has their own area. Like yeah. Luke Cage has Harlem, Daredevil has Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen. Iron Fist has Manhattan. I think it's Manhattan. Was it Manhattan? I know. What is it? Jessica Jones has like the Lower East Side or yeah. something. You know, everyone has their it's own area, and they, and they get in fights when they enter each other's area. Like, stay mm. out of my backyard, you jerk. This, yeah, this is my territory. And uh, the Spider-Man takes care of, like, everywhere, I think, because yeah. he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So he can just swing around. Yeah, and... he could be in every neighborhood, and no one cares, yeah. apparently. So, so Daredevil. Yes. Um, you've obviously binged all three seasons so yes. far. And they've gotten progressively better. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, first season was good. Um, it was dark. It was it was grounded. Um, I still think that Wilson Fisk was one of the greatest Marvel adapted villains. Oh, definitely with, by far. By far, if that's in the MCU or the television series, what they did with with Wilson Fisk was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading the comics, and and it just looks amazing to see him up on the screen, and mm-hmm. just the way the character is, and the way he portrays himself as being, you know, the self-righteous, overly, you know, smart. Right, he like, can easily manipulate people, you yeah. know, and obviously in the comic books, if you're reading him right now, he became the mayor of New York. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's something that might happen in the TV series if it ever comes back to, you know, the Disney Channel or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's kind of funny to say. Right, Mar- the Marvel Disney Universe Channel. on oh the Disney God. Channel. And then there's going to be, like, Hannah Montana or something like that. It's like, oh, my Oh, that'd God. be funny, right? But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Wilson Fisk, and, and he wasn't as big in season two. He was there a little bit, but he yeah, wasn't, he was, wasn't like, the big, up. big baddie in season two. It was two. the hand. Yes, the hand. And the that hand. was another... Oh my God! That adaptation of the hand from yeah. comic books to to screen was, was pretty was really awesome and, too. I mean, even the scene that they pulled from uh, when the Punisher met Daredevil and he had him chained up against the chimney. Yep, that was straight from the comic books. Yep, and I I really think with the hand it would. I mean, they kind of show ten fingers, mm-hmm. but I really wish they would have had more story behind ten fingers. Yeah, because that was kind of an interesting story in the comic comic book line as well. Um, but you know with uh, the hand being kind of that main baddie across at least Iron Fist and Daredevil, mm-hmm. and then obviously in Defenders it was the main, main villain, villain underneath Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, and I mean continuing that on a little bit was good, and obviously they got rid of the hand and drove him out of New York. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's plausible that they could come back. I don't see yeah. the hand ever just you know. You could. Walk down a street and see someone and not know that, you know, yep. their secret identity, they could be a ninja or whatever for the hand. Yep, exactly. So I, I don't think it's out of the realm, but obviously with Daredevil in season three, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, Bullseye in season three, and oh, Wilson, yep. you know, Wilson Fisk again was, um, yeah. was really good. And obviously if they decide to make season four and beyond, there's definitely other villains that Daredevil they could can do, fight. Especially... You know, what they did with Bullseye at the end of Season 3. I really hope they bring everyone back. I mean, it's like, what I heard is that they're, it's going to be a two-year gap. They're going to wait at least two years yep. before they bring anything back, which I think is enough time um, for people to kind of, like, reset. But it's like, you know, all these people did their best. Like, yep. Vincent did a wonderful job as Wilson Fisk. Um, I think Charlie Cox. Yeah, Charlie Cox did great as Matt Murdock. Um, the I think 
one of his stunt guys played Bullseye. Yeah. I think it's really funny, though, that Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. being a lawyer, you know, public eye. Yeah. Right? Being Daredevil. How no one questioned all of his bumps and bruises. Yeah. Like, where'd you get that from? Oh. Like, you're blind. You're not out. You're not out. Bo- right. Yeah, you're. I was fell down the stairs. I fell down the stairs today. But, I, <laughs> but you're like 40 years old. Aren't you a good walker now that right. you're Right. Don't you have like the ability now to. Well, know. the reason my arm was broken because a bus hit me. Right. I stepped out one step too soon. Yeah. I mean, the funny. The other real thing is, is like the description I gave is, you know, lawyer by day, vigilante by night. Mm-hmm. But at least in the TV shows, it seemed like Daredevil, you know, Matt Murdock was always missing from the courtroom. Yeah. Like, you don't see Matt Murdock being a lawyer mm-hmm. too much in the TV show. No. And I know in the comics, you really do. Mm-hmm. You you really see him, you know, trying to take down someone, but that's someone that he's trying to take down during the day. He's working as Daredevil at night to kind of seal the deal on that. Yeah. And one of the other cooler things that the comic books did finally is Matt Murdock convinced the judge to let Daredevil testify in court without removing his mask. Really? Yep. And then once Matt Murdock won that case, Mm -hmm. it became law that superheroes are now allowed to sit on stand without giving up their secret identity. Bingo. So I As think that would I think that would be a really cool way to kind of way bring, to things, bring together. things together in the mm-hmm. MCU because I don't know how you pulled that off. Honestly, I can't remember how they did it in the bathroom comics. break. <laughs> I think that's kind of what it was. Like I think Foggy kind of took over the because Foggy knows his secret identity, mm-hmm. and so I think Foggy's like, "Oh, Matt Murdock can't be in today," but then. You come in as Daredevil. Daredevil shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of other things you can do as well from the comic. I think comic book adaptations, I just love seeing them on the big screen. Like, I yes. really do. So, mm-hmm. as a comic book fan and a comic book reader, I would always love to see how it's done on the big screen. So, and you can always reboot. Like, that's the funny, fun thing about comics is they always mm-hmm. reboot every so often. Right. And, I mean, it's the same storyline, but they kind of reboot themselves, either with new writers, new artists, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening is, in a previous edition, is Daredevil ended up having to give up his secret identity to save someone. So the entire universe knew. basically knew who Daredevil was. But he used the Purple Man... From Jessica Jones, the you know the guy that could trick people's minds or whatever, mm-hmm. had him convince everyone that he was no longer, or Matt Murdock and Daredevil were not the same person, and that basically reset the whole really timeline of people, yeah, of everyone, so that way he can go back to being Daredevil and Matt Murdock separately. So there's nice. st- there's stuff like that, and and I think if since Disney does own Fox now, mm-hmm. and obviously they did it in the movies forever i feel like why not you wouldn't have to call it defenders you wouldn't have to call it you wouldn't have to separate it yeah i mean it's kind of like saying like marvel's agents of shield or even the way walking dead does it they always have separate Mm storylines and it's not always the same every episode you know what i mean like this is a rick heavy episode this is a maggie heavy episode or this you know what i mean that's what they do in the walking dead Mm -hmm. i feel like that's almost what they could do on the tv show as well like you have the defenders but they have their own storyline and yes, they merge and interact and, and help each other out. And right. I think that would be a great TV show. Yeah, you could probably call it the, the Defenders, but 
because they don't interact like that all the time, I think that's why you might have to keep them separated. But I think the inclusion of all the characters, kind of like in Iron Fist, how they included Luke Cage. Yeah. You know, in, in the that mix. episode, and since they're like, like the buddy buddy. Yep. So I, I really think in the future, if these guys are smart and, and do it correctly, I think it's possible well, to, th- to make it all work and come together. Well, I think it's it's so Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daredevil got canceled. Yeah. Jessica Jones is still running and Punisher is and so. Punisher is still running it makes me wonder since they own the rights of those characters if they have plans for those three but nothing yet for Jessica Jones and that's possible too they might just not have anything written or up and running so like you know what well we'll keep let Netflix keep it for now and then as mm-hmm. soon as we figure something out we'll rip it we'll up rip it out and yeah. put it somewhere else because that would I mean you know, you see it, like, in the cartoons where, you know, it's Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, they're working side by side with each other. Yep, exactly. And even in the comics, they had that. Yep. Um, and that would be really sweet to see on the big screen. Because you saw it in a few episodes, but, like... Yeah. I think one cool thing to do... One th- one cool thing to do... So, you, you ask Jessica Jones and Punisher from Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, so now, all five are available on Disney or whatever they're planning on doing, right? Mm-hmm release a movie like a defenders movie to kind of mm-hmm. get people back into the the swing of things like yeah. how cool would that be like a two like an hour and a half two hour movie just of defenders. all of them giving getting back together mm-hmm. and then you have their own separate tv shows like i think that would have been kind of cool like instead of doing a defenders tv show you should have just done a defenders movie that would have worked and you know what i mean you could have yeah. made the storyline a lot cleaner and a lot crisper instead of doing you know, all the things that, all the, the side things that the they did, yeah. do a movie, and that's kind of like almost what they did with X-Files and The Simpsons, almost. You have a collaboration of everything X-Files in episodic fashion, and then yep. all of a sudden, boom, movie, and then back to TV, and that's kind of what they did with The Simpsons. They had, you know, and then, and the cool thing is, you see what they do in The Simpsons movie in the future episodes of The Simpsons following. Really? Yeah, I mean, here, you see Spider-Pig every once no, in a while. Yeah. I mean, you get references from the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, th- I think doing that with Marvel and The Defenders would really work out. Yeah, I, think I that could would, see that. That would go well. Yeah. So, I found an article, something fun to talk about. Um, this isn't a uh, fun facts because we've been doing a lot of those lately, different. guys. So I'm different. Um, I thought we would talk about Daredevil's uh, superpowers Ooh. in an article entitled, What Powers Does Daredevil Have? He may be blind, but what? that's the thing that makes him the hero he is. And I like how he wears the red glasses. I think that's right. probably the sun, like the sun or whatever. Even though I can't see and he's he's so bra- uh, blind. Um, we do want to know what his uh, superpowers are. So... His superhuman hearing helps him act as a human lie detector. You kind of uh, saw that in the TV show. Where it's like, you know, if they were interrogating someone, the heartbeat. Yep, exactly. So like I said before, when he was blinded, his other senses were heightened, which is pretty sweet and honestly incredibly useful. He can use a super, uh, his superhuman-like lie detector since he can hear the person's heartbeat in their chest. Too much noise, however, can overwhelm and weaken him. Oh, so you know that makes sense. siren. Right? I think they've done that in the TV show too. It's, like there's too much commotion. He's yeah, trying to like he's trying focus to listen in. to everything. Yeah. But I think if by season two or three he was kind of like, okay, I got to focus. 
like kind of that whole Electra thing. Like he was kind of starting to to learn how to focus his hearing and instead his of ability. just being all over the place. Yep. Um, he has known he he is what is known as a has a radar sense. So it's simply to proximity sense that martial artists claim to have. Essentially, he knows when someone's nearby, and his ability to detect them is stronger than uh, the average humans. So it kind of kind of almost seems like a sound, but it also seems more like echolocation too. Right. Like he can hear the reverberations off of, of that things. person or that object, and just yeah, it's kind of like how he knows when a when a sword is about to like <sighs> chop his head off. He knows where it is. When and, the duck, when to dive. Yeah, exactly. When to throw his uh, uh, baton. baton. Yeah. Yep, and knows where to bounce it and and hit it off. And how that still, thing comes back, I don't understand. I, yeah, it must be a magnet in his hand. That could be. That's that's definitely what or a it is. Secret power. Well, it, well, it's, it's probably made from the same thing as uh, Captain America's shield. shield. I mean, that thing just flies around and, and magically... comes back. Yeah, like a boomerang is. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. This one. <laughs> this is... I don't think this is a superpower, but I'm interested to figure out how they think it is. He can read with his fingers. He's blind. So, He's... like, you have, like, place your fingertip on. Like on someone's hand or something? I don't like know. That? Here or we like... go. Okay. So, but it's not as simple as being able to read Braille. His sense of touch is so strong that he can read, wor- read words in print so long as he can touch the ink. If a page has been laminated, he won't be able to decipher it. So that's his weakness. That's Laminate laminating. everything. And so, loud noises. Yep. Put a sign over like do not enter or something and, and, laminate. and laminate it and he won't know not to enter in there. <laughs> Push. Or pull? Yeah. Like, why is this? <laughs> well, the ink, obviously, on paper, like, it's really, really subtle. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a pencil or pen, the ink does raise ever so slightly off the, off the page. Now, I wouldn't be able to feel it. Cause, no. You know, I, I don't I have can his, see. I can see it, but I right. can't uh, feel it. So, he's a martial arts master. So, technically, this isn't a superhuman ability, but it's still pretty badass. He's got the training. Yes. Like his father did, he knows how to box. And he has also been trained in jiu-jitsu, hand-to-hand combat, kung fu, judo, and more. And with all of his heightened abilities? It just makes it even better. Right. So, here's another one. He's got superhuman smarts. Not a lot of people have that today. No, but I, he still can't beat Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah. So, he has an encyclopedia, uh, encyclopedia knowledge of the law, is a skilled detective, tracker and investigator and is an expert marksman with his little baton i mean i haven't seen him shoot a gun so i don't know how much of a marksman he is seeing him throw that and hit someone in the forehead like yeah or in season three where bullseye threw the baton and he grabbed it before it hit foggy yep he just knows yeah you know all the good qualities you want in your average attorney turned superhero i'd have matt murdoch I would, yeah. I would have him as my attorney. Now, doesn't he work pro bono most of the time? Like, isn't he like a freelance lawyer? Yeah, because like in the first couple of episodes, like uh, she couldn't repay them, so they just like hired her, and she just like cooked meals and yep. took cases and whatnot, and they couldn't pay her. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, sometimes you just need the human connection. Yeah, you got to start fresh, right? You got to start. You know, uh, Carrie, Fit, or what's her name, Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah. What is what? Law firm. Oh, then didn't Foggy end up going to work for her eventually? Yeah, her from Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. 
where because didn't Jessica Jones get like her cases from there? Yeah. Well, not cases, not the but, cases, but the, the investigation portions of the cases. Yes. So that's all of uh, Matt Murdock's uh, superhuman abilities. So. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, if you have the training, I mean, you can have training to have the heightened senses. Yep. I mean, um, you could train yourself to do it. I feel like having one sense down mm-hmm. does help in the ability to train your other senses. Right. And that, besides losing your sight, um, it makes I mean, you, you got to like learn that too. Can, I mean, right. it's a good thing that he learned it as a kid because I feel like any person that loses their sight as a grown up is going to have a hard, much harder time right. learning things. Or as being, a kid, you're still you're still in the progressive stage. So I don't think Matt Murdock would ever become Daredevil had he lost his sight as a grown up. Oh, that would be funny. Because you know, a lot of times, a lot of superheroes become superheroes because something happens as a grown up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very rare. I mean, like, I guess Green Lantern got his powers as a grown-up, even though that's more of a mystical thing than anything else. I mean, Constantine, I think, got all his superpowers when he was a grown-up. I mean... Captain America. Captain America. I mean, he was 18, but still, I think that would be considered a grown-up-ish. I mean, but you look at, like, even Batman didn't start becoming Batman until he was... Well, I guess if you watch Gotham, he started as a little kid, but... I mean, you watch, like, The Dark Knight, Christian Bale kind of went out and he was as, in college he, as and... he grew up into Batman. But he had something from his childhood impacted him becoming a superhero. I mean, Superman was always going to be a superhero, but his planet dying and being sent to Earth as a kid kind of impacted his So our yellow sun fuels him, but, like, what if he didn't make it to Earth where there was, like, no yellow sun? He wouldn't have superpowers. He wouldn't have superpowers. He'd just be a regular guy Yeah. on another planet. Uh, and there's no humanoids, it's all creatures from, like, Men in yeah. Black and whatnot. Just... Right. All right. Well, we've had some fun talking Daredevil. Yes. The man without fear. Yes. He's not Matt afraid Murdoch. to do He's not afraid to do anything. No. Is he? No. I, no, certainly not. He's afraid to, I mean, uh... He's, he's fought Wilson Fisk and Bullseye at the same time, yeah. and... I think, I think his fear factor is, uh, relatively set high. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, he's afraid of, of much. Not heights, for sure. No. Not heights, Mm-mm. not big giant guys. No, yeah, Wilson, oh, I would not want to get up close. Maybe Wilson women. Fisk. Yeah, that could be his, his one fear. Women. Yeah, I mean, after dating Electra, yeah, where do you go from ever that? Go like, you saw that relationship, like good, bad, <laughs> like where'd this money come from? Like, yep. people just wind up dead. Why'd you do that? Like, yeah. get away from me. She yeah. comes back, and it's like that's his one fear. We'll go with that. Women. All right, guys, let's close it out. So. <laughs> Um, like we mentioned earlier, this episode of Loot Time's theme was Binge. Which is um, Which perfect. is Loot Crate's theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can order your Loot Crate on LootCrate.com. Order by January 19th um, for your Loot Crate subscription. Um, we'll post on our website uh, discount code. Maybe I'll throw it up on our Facebook page, a discount code for you guys to save some money on Loot Crate. Um, so check that out. Um, be sure to check us out on our uh, Facebook page, Loot Time Podcast. Uh, like us and subscribe on there. Follow us. Um, check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Loot Time Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to us on iTunes and Google Play and everywhere else 
you can know, hear podcasts. You can hear podcasts. Um, if you listen on iTunes, make sure you subscribe and rate and review us and tell us how you like us on there. If you listen to us on Google Play or any other podcast platform, make sure to subscribe on there. Mm-hmm. And then also head over to smashbomb.com, search Loot Time Podcast, and review. write us a review. Right. Please and, tell and thank us, you. Tell us how you think. Um, go to Loot Time Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, LootTimePodcast.com. Enjoy the email list. Enjoy the email list by scrolling down to the bottom of the homepage and entering your email address. Um, lastly, we have a sponsor, Hot Comics and Collectibles. Thank you, guys. Um, and you can you can appreciate them by going to their local stores in Minnesota, in Richfield, New Hope, and Jordan, and using the code word... Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen. 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 Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Not the Gordon Ramsay show, Hell's the uh, the city of uh, New York. New York. And uh, get 20% off of any Daredevil-related items, and there is a million different options for you guys. Oh, so make sure yes. you go use that discount wisely mm-hmm. and use it often. Yes, in the sir. Month of, in the month of January. Yes, sir. And the rest of January, for that matter, because this is already week <laughs> there's three. Still, there's still plenty there's of time. still plenty of time to use the code for uh, Daredevil. Um, so, whew. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to be fearful of ending this. Okay, no, we're not. We're just no. going to end it. Um, so <laughs> until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go.